In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. Giving thanks is medicine. Giving thanks is medicine for our souls. It's medicine for our hearts and for our minds. When we give thanks, we are uh, enlivened, and the Holy Spirit comes into us, and we are reoriented in our place in the world, understanding that all that we have is given to us by God. Giving thanks is necessary in that we have to know who we're thanking and what it is that we're giving thanks for. We, I hope today, are very clear on who it is that we're thanking. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our Father in Heaven who has created all things above and below, that everything that we have, that every breath that we take is given to us by God. When we don't understand that, people try to have an attitude of gratitude, if you will, but that quickly slips into feeling lucky. It quickly slips into an understanding of a world in chaos where some people have and some people don't, and it doesn't orient us and uh, show us our place in the world and uh, what is required of us in this attitude and in this act of thanksgiving. It's also important that we know what it is that we're giving thanks for. And giving thanks for the harvest is, a, is an ancient practice. All cultures have done it. Christians have done it throughout the centuries. Uh, they're called rogation days in the Anglican calendar. These are days that are set aside for giving thanks for the harvest. It's a routine thing that Christians do because we understand that without the harvest, without the farmer and the rancher and their effort, without the Lord providing the water and the rain and for him providing the seed and good earth, we would have no food to eat. And so it's traditional multiple times a year to give thanks for the harvest in the Anglican rogation days. But what we do here as Americans today is something a little bit different. We're giving thanks for something a little bit else because uh, there are plowable fields all over the world. There are mines and minerals to be gathered under the ground all over the world. What we have uh, here today and the reason that we are so immensely blessed in a way that people have not been blessed before in material wealth is not because this land has more mineral riches or because we've got better um, arable land. It's because of the rule of law. And we've been blessed at Jesus the Good Shepherd since our founding with Radio and Lydia Concepcion and with uh, since then um, Noyland Luis and with the Duku family and with so many immigrant families as we've had in our midst people that remind us uh, what it is that's distinct about this place and it is the rule of law. When the uh, Puritans sailed over and uh, they were landing and uh, getting ready to decide where it is that they were going to settle, they realized that they needed the rule of law to be successful. And uh, up and down the coast, similar acts happened in uh, only what can be called a kind of uh, miraculous rapidity and similarity. They formed a compact. They wrote for themselves a kind of a constitution. And it happened over and over and over again with those that came over on ships. The Mayflower Compact was them saying to themselves just what we read in St. James, that they couldn't just be hearers of the word that it wasn't just enough to know right from wrong, but they had to do it, and they had to hold each other accountable for it. They had to have uh, and form for themselves a civil body politic. They had to 
hold each other accountable under the rule of law. And the wealth that we have um, enjoyed since that time, uh, that we have stood on the shoulders of generation after generation, is based on uh, our uh, love for and our recognition of the rule of law. Understanding that uh, nature and nature's God have laws that when we live by them and according to them, we have blessing. And when we break them, we have consequences of sin, which include poverty. But when we are according, living according to the will of God and according to his rules and the rules of nature, then the Lord, as he says in Matthew's gospel, provides everything that we need. And the only reason that we wouldn't have what we need is if we live under tyranny and under sin and are unwilling to submit ourselves to the rule of law. That's the blessing that we're here to celebrate today, is these forefathers in faith who were willing to submit one another to each other and to the rule of law. But as always, it's not enough for us to talk about what they did. It's always important for us to hear from them. A portion of a letter written by Edward Winslow from Plymouth in New England, the 11th of December, 1621. A letter sent from New England to a friend in these parts, setting forth a brief and true declaration of the worth of that plantation, as also certain useful directions for such as intend a voyage unto these parts. Loving and old friend, although I received no letter from you by this ship, yet forasmuch as I know you expect the performance of my promise, which was to write unto you truly and faithfully of all things, I have therefore at this time sent unto you accordingly, referring you for further satisfaction to our more large relations. You shall understand that in this little time that a few of us have been here, we have built seven dwelling houses and four for the use of the plantation and have made preparation for diverse others. We set the last spring some twenty acres of Indian corn and sowed some six acres of barley and peas. According to the manner of the Indians, we manured our ground with herrings, or rather shads, which we have in great abundance and take with great ease at our doors. Our corn did prove well, and God be praised, we had a good increase of Indian corn, and our barley, indifferent good. But our peas not worth the gathering, for we feared they were too late sown, and they came up very well and blossomed, but the sun parched them in the blossom. Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling, that so we might after have a special manner rejoice together after we had gathered the fruit of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with a little help beside served the company almost a week, 
at which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, many of the Indians coming amongst us, and among the rest their greatest king, Massaswa, with some ninety men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor, and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. <laughs> 